Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello and welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. Joining me today is Nancy Solomon. Nancy is the founder and CEO of the Leadership Incubator, which is kind of fun. We might want to talk about that. She's also the author of a book called Impact, What Women, What Every Woman Needs to Know to Go from Invisible to Invincible. I want to read that one. You do. Nancy, welcome to the show. This is going to be fun. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled that you're here. And every guest that I have has been on a journey to get here. And it's not like being at Live On Purpose Radio was the pinnacle of your success goals or your career. But here you are having this conversation with me. You've had a journey to get to where you are. And some of our paths have been very similar, I think, in the past. Nancy, could you just share a little bit of your story with our listeners today to help them understand who you are and where you're coming from. I sh- I'd love to. I always wanted to do the work I'm doing right now. I always yeah. wanted to help people be as authentic and in integrity with themselves as possible. I wanted to be a psychotherapist. My parents said, no way, no way, Jose. No daughter of ours will be a psychotherapist, which I now realize they didn't want me to know exactly how dysfunctional we were. I digress. So I went into sales because the whole family was in sales. And next thing I knew, I climbed and climbed to the top. And one day I was the vice president of North America for a European clothing company. And I woke up and I asked the question, one of those huge questions that you can't Mm -hmm. take back. And I said to myself, Nancy, how much money are they going to have to pay you for you to forget how much you hate your life? Oh, I was off purpose. I knew it. Within a year, I had moved to the West Coast. I went to school to get my master's in psychology, got a house on the beach, got a dog, all the things I always wanted to do. And now I've been on purpose ever since. That is my story. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. There you go. (laughs) You know what? There's so many parts of that story that I love, Nancy, and and especially the brutal part, you know, where you you got to ask yourself, wait a minute, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not loving it. And, And I think... There's something about life where we need to be loving it. I do at least 80% of the time is the the ratio I go for. And the other 20% of the time you have to file. I hate filing. (laughs) (laughs) You have to file. You got to do the dishes. You got it. Exactly. But it's one of those questions that you can't take back. You can't unhear it. You know, it's like stuffing the genie back in the bottle. And when I think for the people I've met, when they've had 
to recalibrate their lives. It is a question of that magnitude that comes in front of them where they go, that's it, I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. What do you think? The discontent, I think, is a gift. It's what gives us the heads up that maybe a course correction would be in order. And if we, if we don't feel that discontent, we just kind of keep plodding along with whatever it is that we're doing. But there are events in our lives that sometimes jump up and, and get our attention and tell us, wait a minute, hold on, what am I doing here? And I heard that in your story. Now, there's some interesting, less selfish parts of this. Because obviously, Nancy, for you to realize, wait a minute, I'm not on track. I, I've got to do something different. And you made a course correction in your life, which allowed you to create and live a life that you love, not one that's just pushing you around. That's what live on purpose is all about. Right. But Nancy, that's the selfish part. Because doing that puts you in a position to have an impact in this world that is far different from whatever you were doing in the clothing company. Is this accurate? That's absolutely right. And the work I do is help people figure out what their purpose is, Mm -hmm. parlay that into a career so they can make their best and highest contribution. Because as you and I both know, there's nothing like making a difference to inspire people and motivate them to be their best. Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? Well, I'm also thinking about your book here. Impact, that's in big letters with an exclamation point. And then in a little smaller print, what every woman, and, and may I add, you're, you're focusing on women here, but the principles apply, I think, to the human race. What it was is um, I wanted to t- change it to what every one, but I'd already signed my contract with my publisher. Ah. So I tell my, my male uh, clients, just take the cover off. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> if that's stopping you, just take the cover. Yeah, but the, the rest of the title, what every woman, what everyone needs to know to go from invisible to invincible. And that imagery to me, Nancy, I'm just picturing you, you know, <laughs> plodding along with your corporate job and hating your life. And then you get this turnaround, boom, you create a book that empowers other people to stop being invisible and start having their impact on the world. And so it has this ripple effect that is just electrifying. And, and I can tell in just kind of watching your response to that, that that's part of what lights you up about this, being able to empower and put other people into position to also have an impact on the world. If you had a hard copy of my book, you could turn it over. And what it says in big letters is, what did you come here to do and are you getting it done? Mm. Purpose. Yeah. And we kind of know whether we're on it or not. That's where the discontent comes back in. I'm thinking of all of you who are listening today, as Nancy and I have this conversation, you might be thinking, 
<sighs> yeah, there's this thing that I'm feeling called to do. You know, this purpose that maybe is, is not yet fulfilled. And that's what we're talking about, right? Well, you know it. You know it. it first of all, your body is heavy. You're not looking forward to the day. You're, you have an outward manifestation, which could be anxiety or depression or alcoholism or something that's trying to get your attention, right? So the question is, is are you going to listen? Or as we say, your life purpose is calling you. Are you going to answer? Mm. And I know for me, I, I made that that journey that I shared at the beginning uh, seem like really direct and you know from point A to point Z. And I well, want to be really yeah. clear to your listeners that it, there were brutal times. There were absolutely brutal times because nobody in my family supported this move. Um, I was doing work at a time nobody had heard of. Oh wait, wait there's more craziness. I'm like 40 years old. I finished my degree and I'm like, oh, I've always wanted to have kids. So I flew to Cambodia and I brought my daughter home and three, she was six weeks old. And wow. three years later, I stayed here locally and I adopted my son. I was at his birth. And let me mention, I was and am single. So that's what my wow. family wanted to have me committed because who does such a crazy thing? Well, who does it is somebody who really was that committed to having a baby and being a mommy, right? Right, this right. This all unfolded, which wouldn't have unfolded had I stayed in the clothing industry and been miserable for another 18 years. Right. So now as you make a difference for your daughter, for your son, for every reader of your book, mm-hmm. How has this transformed your life? Oh, you know it has. Uh, I find that when I sit and have a conversation with a coaching client, for instance, they're great mirrors for me. They are absolutely great mirrors. Uh, I spoke to somebody this morning and she was having anxiety and I thought, boy, can I identify with that? And so it keeps me clear. It keeps me thinking positively, my work. Um, And it keeps me like saying to myself, I am absolutely outstanding today. Yeah. Right? And it makes you just think like, what words am I thinking? We call it clean thinking in this office. Like, am I having clean thinking? So am I looking at the positivity in life or am I looking at what I don't have and I'd like? And if not, why don't I go out and create it? Mm -hmm. And here we are. So it has transformed my life. And the big thing I've learned from this journey is to trust myself. Interesting. You know what, Nancy, I was having a conversation earlier today with a young lady who is transitioning right now into a life coaching business. Right. She's in that position where her friends and neighbors and people who know her naturally gravitate toward her. And she's been doing this for years. She's just not turned it into an actual occupation for herself. So she feels called to it, everything along those lines. And she asked me, Dr. Paul, what are the biggest barriers that people encounter 
in getting into this line of work. And I didn't even hesitate with my answer. We get in our own way. Yep. Our own beliefs about who we are, what we're capable of. That's what gets in the way the most. Or I'm going to add something to that, if I may. Please. Or we listen to other people rather than ourselves. And nobody's going to do your life as well as you're going to do your life. And my experience has been that most people don't know what they want because they've been taking input from first their family when they were born and then their teachers and then maybe their first boyfriend or girlfriend and then their first boss and maybe then their partner, right? And at some point, people wake up between 30 and 35 years old and they go, well, how much of this is my life? Or did I just right. fall into it because everybody told me I should want that? Bad idea. <laughs> you know what, Nancy, just from what I know about what you've accomplished and who you've touched and the impact that you've had, I am grateful that you decided to run your life instead of letting your family call the shots. Yep. Because it would look very different, wouldn't it? Well, it did for 18 years. Yeah. And I did that behavior that you do when you're miserable, the distractive behavior. So I, would, I made a lot of money, a ridiculous amount of money. I'd, I'd go buy jewelry or shoes. I would exercise too much. I did all these things to let me know some, you're off course. You're off, you're off course. Yeah. And um, I can honestly say I've never been happier. Never, ever, ever been happy. And look at how much fun we're having. We are having some fun. And as I come, as you and I come back from this break, I want to pick your brain a little bit, Nancy, about the principles that you've identified that have allowed you to create that level of joy and, and fulfillment and meaning and purpose in your life. Does that sound good to you? Sounds great. Awesome. Folks, this is Nancy Solomon at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Are you ready to take your positivity to a whole new level? I've been enjoying these conversations with my guests at Live On Purpose Radio. My own story about becoming more positive is something that I've shared in my book, Pathological Positivity. And right now, I'm giving the book away. You just pay for the shipping. Go to drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, and click on the big orange button right there that will get you a free copy of my book. You pay the shipping, I'll pay for the book. Sound like a good deal? Power up your positivity and get ready to see phenomenal changes in your happiness, your relationships, your business, every aspect of life. Enjoy this free gift from me, drpauljenkins.com. And we're back. Nancy Solomon at Live On Purpose Radio. We're having a fun conversation here. I, I love the way you think, Nancy. You've got some of the same pathology I have. <laughs> You have a shared pathology. In fact, you know what? I, I have to acknowledge, before we started the recording today, and you were very happily waiting in my waiting area while I was finishing up with a, another meeting that I had, and I, I brought you into my, my Zoom virtual office here. And you asked me, 
how has your day been? Or something like that. And I think you were testing me. I don't know if that's completely true. I wanted to connect with you. Yeah. But I remember what you said about what you've practiced, about how you, how you conceptualize or how you perceive your day, for example. Um, I've been watching the news just enough to know that there's a lot of unrest that's going on in many of our communities and our cities. And, and it's, it's interesting to me that people are labeling these times that we're in as challenging times. Yes. Well, there's an argument for that, right? And so if they label it that way, it affects how they show up and how they interact. And when I mentioned this thing about our initial greeting here today, do you remember my response? It was kind of over the top positive, <laughs> which is probably the same kind of response you would give that you choose to see your day as a great day. Probably regardless of what's going on, there are always challenges. There's always difficulties and positivity is not denying the pain or the difficulty. Bravo. Bravo. Amen. Tell me what you've observed about that because I can tell you've got some feelings about it. Well, you know, this is whole field of affirmations. Mm -hmm. And I have found that you have to acknowledge what is so now and then decide how you want it to be in a moment from now. Yeah. All right. So I want to say what you said again, that uh, being positive doesn't mean you're, you're denying the ills of the world or maybe somebody in your family is sick or maybe money is tight right now or you have, you're really tired of homeschooling or any of that. It's just you're telling your brain, the neuroscience of it is, you're telling your brain, this is my expectation of how I want to feel, right? Yes. For me, I, I haven't said the word challenging once in the last three months. I've only been out of the house three times in the last three months. <laughs> and because the opportunity, you know, the, the yeah. opportunity to do all the things that we never had time for. And right. to sit with yourself, which, you know, I think that's some of the hardest thing you can do is sit and be still with yourself. Mm. So that's why I got excited because you have a choice in every moment. How are you going to read the script? Right. right. Or write the script for what's next. You are famous among those that you coach for Solomonisms. I am. Little sayings and, and catchphrases. And you've shared a few with me just as we've gotten to know each other, like during the breaks and, and before the show, I think these are practical ways that we can start to wrap our mind around how to create and live a life that we love, regardless of what's going on around us. And some of that, I've interviewed a lot of people recently about failure and where that fits. Sometimes we're afraid of it. Has that been your experience? Absolutely. And it took me many years to learn that I learn more from my failures than I do from my successes. And 
Nobody likes to fall on their face. I was fired. I didn't mention that, you know, the way I left New York was I was fired from this big VP job, right? Best thing that ever happened to me. I might be the only person in the world who, while I'm being fired, inside of me, the Nancy cheerleader was going, yes, there is a God. Ha, finally. (laughs) Right? And so um, our Solomonism is choose failure over regret. And you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm saying this and putting this out in the universe. I decided many years ago that I want to get my doctorate. I have my master's. And last week I said, well, why wouldn't I get my doctorate? Like, how fun will that be to go back to school at my age and learn something that's fascinating to me? So I'm going to do it. And I've, right. the person I've told, now we've got all your listeners hearing this. How, how many other people at the age of 29 go back to get their doctorate? <laughs> right. So choose <laughs> failure over regret. Choose failure over regret. What if those were actually the two things that are available to you? Which one do you want? Right? Well, failure means I tried. That's right. how I have the babies. And because you'll learn stuff. Yes, you will. I remember sitting exactly where I was. I won't tell you how old I was. And I thought to myself, if you're 95 years old and you're lying on your deathbed, would you regret not getting married? And it was like, no, not really. And then I thought, well, you're 95 years old. You're lying on your deathbed and you, did, you didn't ever become a mom. And I was like, hell no, that's not happening. Ah. (laughs) It it was outside of the realm of my thinking to not be a mommy. Right. Right. And so you ventured with the risk of failing as opposed to not venturing with the risk of having that regret. That's exactly right. There's a cost either way. Unless, of course, you succeed, at which point... You don't get to learn as much, but you get the reward of what it is that you ventured. Those two babies are 18 and uh, 22 right now. Wow. And can you imagine your life without them? No, 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 absolutely not. I remember thinking to myself one night, I was like sitting and drinking a glass of wine and knitting, you know, Mm -hmm. before they they came home. And I, I remember thinking to myself, if you don't become a mom, you will become the most selfish human being on the planet. Because it's all about you. It's all about you. Make it about somebody else. Yeah. Wow. Powerful what our life experiences will, will teach us along those lines. I, I think that there's some courage that's required. Obviously, you know, the fear of failure, but the, the, the courage to actually step up and, and ask for it or, or put yourself in position to receive it. And our Solomonism around that is... Oh, you've got a Solomonism for this. Yes, I do. Of course you do. You get in life what you have the courage to ask for. And I, I'm going to venture to say that in your practice, you see this too. That people come in with all these fears. You know, what if I ask for a promotion and they say no? And what if I don't get the amount of money that I need to support my family? Well, what if you do? What if you do? 
but you'll never know if you don't ask. Right. And you've already got to know. So you might get a yes. Yeah. If you ask. I remember a scene from a movie where a young man was feeling bad that he wasn't on the football team, but he didn't dare try out. <laughs> you all know dad, stories like that, right? His dad said, David, you're already not on the team. I mean, you can't be any more not on the team than you are right now. Uh, Great point. Great <laughs> point. Thank you. So I love your Solomonism around that. Uh, Thank you. Let's have the courage to ask and get out there and venture. Nancy, in just a few minutes that we have left, how do you want to wrap this up for our listeners? What is that message that you're hoping to leave them with? First of all, you're perfect the way you are. So don't try to be someone else. That's my Solomonism around that is don't try to prove that which you already are. Just get out of the way. Oh, uh, yeah. Great story. Who knows if it's true about Michelangelo sitting down with this massive piece of marble uh-huh. and he got to know the marble. And then gradually he started to chip away the, of every, at everything that wasn't the David until the yeah. David emerged. Right. And that, I think you'll agree, is what great coaching is about and counseling is about. And so I would be asking myself some tough questions. I'd be asking myself, do I want this for me or does someone else want this for me? And when you get the answer, trust yourself. And if you don't have the answer right away, you'll get it. Just stay with it. Oh. That would be my message. Powerfully and beautifully said. I love the way you're inspiring and empowering people to get out of their way. Nancy, you've got this book, Impact. Um, you've got some other coaching and services that you're offering to people. Where can, where can people connect to Nancy Solomon? You can go to our website, which is theleadershipincubator.com. You can email me or my team at nancy at theleadershipincubator.com. And you can find me online and social media. Wonderful. Theleadershipincubator.com. Once again, the book is called Impact, What Every Woman Needs to Know to Go from Invisible to Invincible. And gentlemen, take the cover off if you need to. Read the book. It's awesome. And, and Nancy, thank you so much for the contributions you've made at Live On Purpose Radio here today. It's been a delight to talk to you. And it's been a great experience, probably one of the best. So thank you. Uh, Well, you've heard it, everybody. From Nancy Solomon, it's time now for you to go live on purpose. Mm -hmm.